0: You're listening to The Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode number 67. Today's topic, why did the first angel in the Bible appear to a female slave? Welcome to The Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early. This is the place to explore and rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual meaning and see how we can apply it in our daily lives to learn how to pray more effectively, experience the healing presence of God in your life, and begin to get a taste of what Jesus meant when he promised us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the very first angel that appeared to someone in the Bible. And I'm just curious if you've ever read everything in the Bible that talks about angels there's quite a bit of information. Angels are mentioned throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and I had never really read all of them before. I knew lots of the stories individually, but several years ago, I went through and looked at them all in one big fell swoop because I was putting together a Bible study for my prison ministry, and because I looked at them all at the same time, I saw things that I'd never noticed before. And one of them was the story of Hagar in the book of Genesis. Hagar was Sarai's Egyptian slave. She's the first person that an angel appeared to in the Bible. I had never really noticed that context before. I knew the story, but I never realized that she was the first one that an angel appeared to. So we're going to look at this story today and see Why it is so relevant to us today, and what we can learn from it, and how we can apply these lessons in our own lives. You probably remember that Abram and Sarai had no children, but Sarai had a female Egyptian slave whose name was Hagar. And because they had no children, Sarai convinced Abram to have a child with Hagar. When Hagar realized that she was pregnant, she sort of lorded it over her mistress, Sarai. Sarai did not appreciate that. And she complained to Abraham about it, acting like it was all his fault when she's the one that sort of started the whole problem. And Abraham said, well, she's your slave. Do whatever you want to with her. And Sarai was very harsh with her. And so Hagar ran away. You can find the whole story in chapter 16 of Genesis. Now, that's the backstory for what we're going to talk about today, how the first angel in the Bible appeared to Hagar. This is Genesis chapter 16, verse 7. The angel of the Lord found her, Hagar, by a spring of water in the wilderness. The angel of the Lord found Hagar. Hagar was running away, and yet the angel went to her. And then, verse 8, the angel says, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where are you coming from and where are you going? Did the angel not know these things? I think the angel did, but it was a question to get Hagar to respond to. It was an engagement question. And Hagar replied, I'm running away from my mistress Sarai. Then, verse 9, the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her. That is not the message that a runaway slave wants to hear from another person and certainly not from an angel, because that would mean that God wanted her to go back to her abusive mistress. But then the angel goes on and does what angels do. He prophesied and he said to her, this is verse 10, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. Then the angel says, Behold, you are pregnant, and you shall bear a son, and you shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. The name Ishmael means God hears. Hagar was so moved by this divine intervention that she called the name of the Lord, you are a God of seeing, or one translation says, a God who sees me, because she felt like God had heard her, had seen her situation, and had come to her rescue. Think of God as the God who sees you. Isn't that beautiful? That's one of the names for God in the Bible, and that's a powerful insight into God's nature, isn't it? Hagar goes back, and we learn in verse 15 that she gave birth to her son Ishmael. I want you to think about how Hagar must have felt. After she felt she had escaped Sarai's oppressive behavior, she had to go back and face her and submit to her again. The angel said, submit to her. That's a hard thing to do under any circumstance, but that's what God was asking Hagar to do, and she did it. Now let's look at some of the things in this story and how they can apply to us today. Let's just think about Hagar for a minute. First, she's not Jewish. She is a slave. And she's female. It's almost like there are three marks against her in society. And yet, that is who God sent the first angel to in the Bible. What does that tell us about who God values? The fact that God sent the first angel to a female non Jewish slave to me speaks very strongly that God is talking to everyone. God values women and the contribution they have to offer, not just in the immediate context, but to the influence they'll bring to generations yet unborn. God doesn't speak just to those in your religious club, He doesn't just talk to people that you agree with theologically and god speaks to the people you may feel are of inferior social status god can use anyone to accomplish his will one of the things in the news currently is all the talk about white supremacy this bible story to me negates white supremacy or any supremacy where you think you're better than someone else God is leveling the playing field here and saying, I talk to everyone. I can work through everyone. So do not discredit anyone's position, heritage, or gender or religious perspective. I can talk to everyone and anyone. One of the other things that really stands out to me in this story with Hagar is that the angel talks to Hagar but also invites Hagar to talk to him by asking that engaging question. Where have you come from? Where are you going? If you ever feel like an angel is appearing to you and giving you a message, don't just sit there quietly. Talk back. I've mentioned that before in the podcast. In fact, I had a whole episode about this. It's okay to talk back to angels. That's episode 60, and I'll put that link in the show notes. That's one of the most important lessons in this story. Hagar responded, It's okay to talk back to God and the angels, however God appears to you. We need to ask questions. We need to have a conversation with the angel. So think about these ideas and how they relate to your life individually right now and collectively as well in a bigger picture of things. Later in the continuing saga of Abraham and Sarah and Hagar, The angel appears again to Hagar, and you can read about that in chapter 21 of Genesis if you'd like to get part two of Hagar and the angel. God loves us. He sends his angels to us. He talks to us. He appears to us in whatever way we need him to appear to us. He will give us an idea, He will give us what we need so we can go forward. I want to come back to some of these lessons that we can learn from Hagar and her two experiences with the angel. To me, this story talks about the humanity of all mankind. We're all one big family. I know that sounds trite and overused, but it is true. We are all God's children. And God uses people of every type to further the divine plan for the world. In thinking a little more about the story of Hagar, I got to wondering, why did the angel appear to Hagar and not Sarah? Hagar was the oppressed one. God heard her cry for help. God answers our calls for help. He does not answer our calls for self-justification, for us to be right all the time, to get what we want. He ministers to those who are oppressed. That should be a reminder that that's who we need to reach out to to help. That's who Jesus came to help is those that were in need. In thinking about how this story applies to us, I've got a question for you. Which character in the story do you identify with the most? Is it Abraham? Then maybe you need to listen to your wife sometimes. That part of the Hagar story is in chapter 21 of Genesis. We didn't really go into detail in that, but Twelve years later, when Sarah has Isaac, she tells Abraham to banish Hagar and Ishmael. Abraham is reluctant to do that, but God says to Abraham, Listen to your wife and do what she tells you. In that particular case, we need to have the kind of relationship with God that you hear God saying, Listen to your wife or your husband or anyone. Or sometimes He might say, No, that other person is not right. But it's about that relationship with God where you hear his voice. And Abraham did have that kind of relationship with God. Do you have to do something you don't want to do, but God tells you to anyway? Abraham did not want to send Hagar and Ishmael out into the wilderness. He loved them. But God told him to, and he did it anyway. Sometimes we just really don't want to do something, but God says this is what you need to do. Another thing about Abraham I get from this story is do we love our children under all circumstances? He loved Ishmael, and of course, he loved Isaac as well. But whatever the circumstance was, he loved his children, and that's what we need to do. Have you ever found yourself identifying with Sarah? And by the way, doesn't matter whether you're male or female here, you can identify with any of these characters because we're talking about the issues involved. So let's look at Sarah now. Are you ever jealous or offended because of something you set in motion and then blame someone else for the results when you don't like the way it turned out? That's what Sarah did. And we feel justified in that usually. We feel like we were in the right and that we're the victim when we're really the one that started the whole mess in the first place. Sometimes we have to look in the mirror at ourselves. The Bible really never says whether Sarah learned her lesson and had to eat that piece of humble pie where she realized the mistake she had made, but we can learn from the way she responded. How do you feel if the Hagar's in your life leave and then return and you have to live with it for another 12 years? Any kind of a relationship where someone runs away or abandons you and then comes back, But the animosity, the hurt feelings are not healed. It's so important to try to bring resolution to that. Have you ever identified with Hagar? Have you ever been put in an awkward position by those in authority and then you get criticized and take the brunt of what happens? Have you ever acted superior when things go well for you at the expense of someone else, especially someone that's above you, like a boss or someone? Have you ever been banished because of someone else's jealousy? Maybe you got fired because someone didn't like you at work. Have you ever felt desperate and alone and didn't feel like there was anyone to help and you cry out to God? I think we've probably all kind of been there at one time or another. I can certainly identify with that, not in the same way that Hagar did, but sometimes there's no person or situation that can help you and God is the only one. That can come to your aid, do you ever get a message from an angel or from God to do something against your better judgment? The angel said to Hagar, "Go back and submit yourself to Sarai. That must have been really hard for Hagar. so if God tells you to do something really hard that you don't want to do and go back and face a problem that you thought you'd gotten out of, you can remember Hagar and be obedient. These are just a few of the things I've been thinking about as I've studied this story of Hagar again. So I hope you'll revisit this story of Hagar and how she responded both to the people around her and to what the angel told her to do. And see what you can find to be relevant in your life today, not just you personally, but in the times in which we live. Also to get this bigger perspective of why that first angel who appeared in the Bible came to someone who was on the lower rung of the social status because she was a slave. She was a foreigner. She wasn't Jewish. She was Egyptian, and she was female. She was not regarded as being that important in society, and yet that is who God sent the first angel to. So please think about how this applies to us in today's world. You never know when an angel has appeared to someone else who you think is not as important as you are. Who does God value in the world? Who is God speaking to? God is always present. His angels are always present. But we feel their presence. We hear their voice when we reach out to God for help. So, if you feel like you're in Hagar's shoes right now, or sandals, as the case may be, reach out to God and ask for help. And don't be surprised when the angels show up. This is week three in our prayer project, 21 Ways to Obey Christ in 2021. In episode 65, I talked about 21 of the many commands that Jesus gives us in the Gospels. The command for this week that we're going to work on together is for Matthew 5, 23 and 24. If you're offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you. Here's the command part. Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. There are several commands there. Leave your gift, go find your brother, reconcile yourself to your brother, then come again and offer your gift. There's a sequence of events there. Each one of those action items is a command. This week, we're going to be working on this together. How can that apply to your life? I've mentioned before. There was a time when actually where I was about to put my money in the collection plate one Sunday morning and I just couldn't do it because there had been a misunderstanding with a fellow church member. We just saw things completely differently. We disagreed and there was kind of a blow up. God told me I couldn't put that money in the plate until I'd tried to make amends with this person. Which I did and the next Sunday I put my money in the offering. That was more of a literal interpretation of that command but it might apply in other ways too. So this week, just think how that applies to your life. To me, it's about relationships. It's about restoring relationship. Don't go and act like you're doing all the right things at church when you are not in fellowship with your brother. It could be literally your brother, or it could just be a fellow church member, or a neighbor, or somebody at work, whoever it might be. Jesus is commanding us to bring peace to the situation before we go to church and put on the show that we're doing everything right. Jesus, as always, is interested in our motives. What's in our hearts? That's what Jesus cares about. It's not just about whether you put something in the collection plate, but how are you feeling toward your brother? If your heart is not right with someone, you're going to have a hard time to be giving freely and with full love in your heart or just even listening at church. So see how that applies in your life this week, and pray about it. If you haven't printed off that list yet, you can go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com youcom forward slash 65 That's episode sixty-five, and you'll see a link there to download that PDF of twenty-one ways to obey Christ in twenty twenty-one. Just it'll it'll show up in your download folder on your computer. I want to thank you for listening today. I'm so grateful you're here. I always appreciate you tuning in each week. And I hope if you have found today's episode helpful, you will share it with a friend. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments on today's episode or anything you've heard in the Bible Speaks to You podcast, please be in touch. Or if you feel you'd like a little extra spiritual support in something you're dealing with, reach out to me. I'd love to be of help in any way I can. Just go to you.com and click the contact tab. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can also do that on the website. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash podcast. You'll see a form there to get, put your name and email in. Once you sign up, you'll also get a confirmation email. As a special thank you for subscribing to the podcast, I have prepared a prayer guide, you might say. It's called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. So when you subscribe to the podcast, you'll get a link to get this special guide, Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. As always, all the Bible references I've mentioned today will be in the show notes. Just go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 067, and you can read in more detail uh, these two Bible stories about Hagar. That's pretty much it for today. I want to thank you again for listening. I appreciate you so much. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. God bless.